0: Welcome, professional wrestling fans, to The PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us for episode 58. I'm your host, the grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, the guy with too many titles, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert.
1: And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector. Steelers fan who just got their asses whooped by the e- Eagles this weekend. Andy.
2: I'm also your host, the No Sun Wrestling indie fan and Eagles
0: fan, Jeremy. <laughs> well, it was the <laughs> boys. Let me tell you, it was the Battle of Pennsylvania, and uh, yeah, the the other team won by quite a bit. We got we got our asses ripped. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, I saw that one coming. As a Steelers fan it hurts. Yeah, but Eagles are we're undefeated. Yeah, we're just going to keep hanging in there. Now, if you're not a football fan and you're here for professional <laughs> professional wrestling. Today in this episode we will be discussing Bray Wyatt, the MJF interview, a fun bloodline segment that had us all laughing and not just us, I'm sure everybody that watches wrestling and more. Hey, before we get started today, please head over to YouTube.com and search The PW Fan, where you're going to find all of the episodes that we've ever put out. Please like and subscribe. Getting us to 100 subscribers will help us get an official URL. We appreciate that. And we got merch still on ProWrestlingTees.com, three designs up there, your one and two pocket logo tees, and our basic front logo tee. And uh, obviously, if you've got social media, you can just search us on pretty much any platform by looking up at the PW fan. And uh, hey, follow us. We're pretty interactive. We'd love to talk to you. And speaking of that, um, I want to do a special shout out this week to a listener, a friend, a special gentleman named Chris Wren. Uh, Chris is a guy who reached out personally to us. Uh, and told us he was a listener of the show. He was actually one of the first people that wrote us a very nice, heartfelt message. And um, uh, this week, uh, he he uh, had a tragedy in his family. He lost and... his, yeah,
1: yeah. Chris he lost lo- his father this week, so we just wanted to uh, send our, you know, love towards him and hope he's doing all right. And glad we can, you know, put out some form of entertainment to to take his mind off of it.
0: Uh, Chris, the the fact that you would personally reach out and let us know about what was going on means a lot to all three of us. We were very touched. Um, you know, we, we make this show for fun, but we, we forget sometimes that uh, people do listen to all these episodes, and they they really have some sort of connection with us. So thank you so much. And today we're going to hopefully get you some good laughs we just wanted you to know that we were thinking of you. Well, um, I'm going to start kind of transitioning over here. Andy, there was a pretty good week in wrestling, a lot of news, um, among other things. And at the end of the show, stick around like always. Well, like always. Like our new thing that we've been doing the last five weeks. I'll be talking about our classic show of the week. Going to be a good one. I hope you all did your homework and watched the one from last week. If not, the teacher's going to be mad. But, uh... All right, Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you. Let you uh, do your thing, buddy. All right.
1: Let's start off with Raw, like always. Uh, this past week, it opened with uh, a segment of The Judgment Day and The O.C. A couple of funny back and forths. Uh, well, not so funny at first. Uh, Dominic got almost booed out the building by saying that he was this generation's Eddie Guerrero. And then he had said, actually, Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. So that put a little heat on him, of course. Um, when the OC came out, AJ said, no, actually, you're this generation's James Ellsworth. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't know who he is, uh, you're not missing much. But <laughs> That was a weird time. Yeah, that, that was a very weird time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I remember when AJ actually had a title match against him. Yeah.
2: with uh, um, there was also someone named Dean Ambrose involved in
0: that.
1: Yes, there was a John Moxley, <laughs> Dean Ambrose involved in that.
0: Um, wait, so wait, there was a fun little on. wait a second. How come you brought up John Moxley and Dean Ambrose at the same time? I don't understand. <laughs> They're two different people.
1: Two different. You're right. You're right.
0: I was about you to got say. You got me, Tim. You got me. I was about to say, <laughs> I I don't know who Dean Ambrose One's is. One's portrayed as an idiot, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> One was wearing a gas mask last yeah, time I saw him. Dude, the worst. I like
0: when he was running on the hamster wheel and he was about to get the giant shot, like, out of a cartoon, when the needle was, like, gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
1: Terrible. Um... So during the Judgment Day OC segment, Finn Balor, you know, talked about that he's the one that actually created the club. And every member that has come or everyone that's come, you know, into the group since then is riding, you know, on his coattails or riding on uh, what he created. So that that involves not just the people that are in WWE. Clearly involves people like the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Uh, This led to a match, though, with uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson versus Finn Balor, and it was actually a pretty good match. I don't think we've ever really seen them, at least definitely not in WWE, against one another, Uh, but it it was a really good match, I thought. Uh, Balor ended up winning, though, in the end.
2: Uh, Yeah, and a quick thing on Carl Anderson, so I guess, because we talked about last time about his New Japan title. Yep. Um. And he got they, said it, for they said they said if he Jewell.
1: doesn't compete, because I think it's at the same time as Crown Jewel or the day before yeah. that they're gonna take it from him.
2: Yeah, so so much for um, I guess WWE <laughs> working with another promotion. <laughs> oh, Trips is on TV right now.
1: Coming out there, oh, you can tell him now. Stopping Brock and Bobby from going at one another. Um, anyway. Uh, we had a match between Johnny Gargano versus Baron Corbin. I guess JBL is sticking around a little more to be Baron Corbin's manager. Um,
0: he kind of mentioned last week. At, he got a hell of a Who combo. JBL? Yeah. On Dolph. What's well, funny? Last and uh, yeah. And just and the Gargano. roster in general.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it's funny that because last week you were talking about his pants, and this week Johnny Gargano (laughs) calls him MC
0: Hammer Pants. (laughs) Um, Oh, we weren't the only one that noticed those pants, let me tell you. No, apparently not. It was everywhere.
1: So, yeah, I mean, Johnny Gargano lost the match, but it wasn't like a clean win. So, you know, Baron Corbin still looked fine, and so did Johnny Gargano. Uh, Giant Gargano had a couple funny spots, which, you know, I didn't think anyone was really allowed to touch JBL's hat, but <laughs> Giant Gargano was putting that shit on and dancing around on top of the announcing table. <laughs> um, the main event, though, was Bailey versus Bianca Belair, and during the match, we had the return of... Nikki Cross. No more Nikki A-S-H. Triple H said, basically, hey, remember that gimmick that you and me worked on together? Let's bring that back. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm a much bigger fan of this gimmick than the last one. She actually well, opened kinda. up the show tonight.
0: Kind of. What do you mean? I mean, not... When she was in the, what was that group with the weird music? I forget it every don't single don't. time, man. I know yeah. we can never remember it was the name. Curl, Something Sand. like
2: It wasn't insanity, but it was like something like that.
0: Sanity. It was called Sanity. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah sanity. <laughs> but uh I know somebody was somebody's listening right now yelling in their car like Sanity. Sanity. Um <laughs> But yeah, she's definitely more I don't know how the what the like right way to say this is she had She's like makeup? on watch that's for sure no i don't mean like her wrestling i mean like her the character <laughs> um, like she was like all she had lipstick on and stuff oh weird. you mean it's not exactly back to her gimmick it's not like, like she when she like looked like a wet troll coming up from like underneath the rig oh like, uh, like, yeah like it's wet the main hair roster version of it You're right
1: basically
2: yeah. it's the uh usa network version yeah they have
1: <laughs> it's do. not it's not the performance center version it's a little bit more mature. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, she actually opened up this week's Raw, uh, or tonight's Raw, with a match against Bianca Belair. Um, She has, like, a new song, and, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. But, so Nikki Cross is back, Triple H, just like everyone else, I guess, did not like the Nikki A.S.H. I mean, Um, I never understood that. Who did? I I don't even know if Little Kids did for me. (laughs) Nikki! I know if, if I'd been low-kid, I would not have. Um, that's pretty much all I have for Raw, though, this week. I want to mention one little thing on NXT. Um, the group called Schism revealed their fourth member, and when she took Schism? off the mask... Schism is what they're called. S-K-I-S-M. <laughs> um, all right it's with Joe Gacy and uh, the other two guys used to be known as GYV Grizzled Young Vets um, from NXT UK who had come over but oh. they got they got a name change at some point and then they released her fourth member which is a girl and it is uh, i think her name is Ava Rain it's the do- uh, the rock's daughter
2: oh right right yeah so she is
1: made the rock's daughter has made her television debut um So yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I saw that she had been on house shows and stuff beforehand, but it looks like her official uh, television debut. She's going to be with this gimmick now. So let's see how she do. She did a little promo. wasn't wasn't amazing, but also wasn't bad. It was just wasn't electrifying. No, not at all. It it was very average, but it also fit the the style of how that group does promos. Yeah, it's a little bit like preachy and and stuff like that. we'll just have to see, you know, she's got some big shoes to fill. But if she can, you know, make her own way, uh, that'll be even better for her.
0: Yeah. The pebble.
1: Dynamite this week. Oh, God, Christ, please no. <laughs> the uh, rock, and,
0: and then you got the pebble. That's how Vince would sell it. <laughs> God damn, I yeah. love it. <laughs> well, let's talk about Dynamite.
1: We had an entertaining interview with Renee Paquette and uh, MJF. Um, probably the best
2: gif came out of this
1: what was the gif that came out of this
2: Well, was MJF because they would cut the little segment where he was like about gargling piss
1: okay yeah so during the interview she mentions John Moxley who most people know is her husband um, is his show. oh shoot and he's, husband, like, basically, brother. And he's basically like oh you want to talk about this guy and then he starts doing the John Moxley walk and he's like <laughs> what, is it, what does he say he's like like, I'm going to break your bones, man. I'm going to make you drink your blood. I'm like, I'm going to drink your blood. I'm going to go girl your piss. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said something about, like, he said something like, with all due respect, Renee, and then he ended up insulting Moxley. And then she's like, you can't say with all due respect and then insult. And he's like, with all due respect, Renee, shut your mouth. <laughs>
0: um, <Which laughs> dude, is he's it, so good. It's great. Oh, it's no. a li- It's a segment stolen from The Office. I caught it right away, but. I, just because I'm like a weirdo who's watched that show like a thousand times, but it's a great office, rep- Which one? Yeah. It's like, it's something that Michael Scott, like he keeps saying, like, with all due respect and one of the characters is like, oh, yeah, you yeah. can't just keep saying with all due respect and then say something insulting afterwards. <laughs> and then he's like, with all due respect. Um, it's a
1: great, it's a great segment. Yeah. Uh, but he ends up, he ends up saying, you no, know, he's not going to use his ring at full gear. And um, I believe doesn't Stokely Hathaway come out? Yeah. And he basically tells him, you know, don't touch Moxley, don't touch Penta, because they're going to have a match later tonight, and he wants them to be a hundred percent. But we'll get to what happens later. Um, we had a match: Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Winner was Brian Danielson. What you guys think of the match?
2: I'm kind of liking this new Brian Danielson. I should well, say new as in, like, featured more.
1: <laughs> that's that's on my notes, though, is that it kind of... I mean, he's he's beefing with Wheeler Yuta. You know, yeah. is he going to go heel and leave the group? You know, he sho- I, I think he got in his face and man- might have shoved him backstage. I don't remember. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that was after or before the match, right? Because uh, Yuta and Claudio started the
1: show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um. I think it might have been before the match, though. I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, he was like cutting so, a promo yeah. backstage,
1: and then they walked in. But yeah, so I don't know. He seems to be getting a little aggressive, and we'll just have to have to see what happens.
2: I mean, an aggressive Brian Danielson is probably the best, so.
1: Or I mean, it, he was a heel back in ROH, right? Yeah, yeah. His American Dragon character. Yeah, um, it's
2: naturally just a heel because he just wants to beat people
1: up. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this stuff that they're doing with Eddie Kingston. It's like a mix of like reality with, um, with like storylines and stuff. So they're basically talking, you know, have Eddie, you know, try to control his anger and pretend (laughs) like put on, you know, a fake smile and be the nice guy. I don't know if it, I mean, obviously they're playing into the altercations with him backstage and, and whatnot. Um, what's your guys' opinion on this?
2: I mean, to me, if there's one person who can actually do this,
1: he's selling AW, it well.
2: Yeah, for AEW, like he can really sell this, and because all of his promos are basically a mix of like reality and storyline, you don't know which which one is which. Just like when he was doing the CM Punk promo, everyone's like, "Is that is that real?"
1: I think so. He's, I know he definitely doesn't like Danielson.
0: I mean, I think it is now. <laughs> yeah. Well. We'll we'll get into it later because it is news. Um, the I was hoping that what we're seeing between Sammy and Eddie Kingston was what we were going to see down the road between CM Punk and uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks with being a shoot type thing <laughs> where you, you take something that happened in real life. And then you turn it and make money. Matt Hardy and Edge, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, blah, blah, blah. It's been done a million times. But uh, the investigation has concluded, so we will get into that a little bit later. Um, but as far as it these was a promo. Two, yeah. You can uh, get into it
1: now while we're on done, might Might cool. as well.
0: I might as well. So let me finish with Eddie first. Um, no, I, I'm glad to see that these two guys could put some differences aside and make a cool storyline out of something because... <laughs> Obviously, the real-life drama always causes intrigue and makes you want to see, like, are these guys really going to work together? Like, are they going to lay it into each other? You know, like, it, the curious kind of okay. thing. I remember watching Matt Hardy versus Edge being like, obviously, that's a different situation, a little bit more heated than just facepalming somebody. But, <laughs> you know, you just glued to the TV thinking, like, oh, what are these guys thinking right now? But um, if we are going to just talk about the investigation now, so uh apparently there's still two different stories but it seems that AEW and their team for the most part has sided with uh the young bucks and Kenny Omega uh they were even shown a little like video thing on TV of them so um the i mean i think the reports are just saying at this point that uh you know it seems like according to them punk was the aggressor and that they're still talking about some sort of buyout of his contract with a no compete clause uh, being the big holdup right now. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add in there is there's a side story saying that Punk can't Punk's Camp, still, and it's like such a weird thing to lie about. I don't know why they, if this isn't true, why they would say this. It's just like one of those things. Yeah. I think, I think you all, the Larry would know. thing. Yeah, the, he's mm. he, he's still stating that. The door was flung open. It hit the dog in the face, which probably would have set him off. It would have set me off. I mean, I'm a cat guy, but someone hurts my cat. Like, we're going to blows, you know, like, so, and he's already in a bad mood. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about that story. What do you guys think about the story coming from Punk's camp that maybe there was, you know, it feels silly that we're giving it this much time, but... I mean, if somebody's animal or pet gets hurt or and you think somebody did it, it's like like Andy has a dog named Lily that he loves. Andy if you're hanging out with Lily and some guy that you don't <laughs> like already swings the door, you already don't like swings the door but hits your dog in the face. You're going to be hot. You're going to be like pretty mad about I'm gonna it. Be, I'm going to be blood red mad, man. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: um I don't um, think there's. Yeah, I there mean, was, I'd heard, i heard that Punk also like threw the first
0: punch because he thought it was gonna go down anyway,
1: so he was like, "I'll just be the
0: first to do it." I'm saying, if someone hits my dog in the face with a door, I'm throwing the first punch. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I mean, yeah, if if that's like, the case, like, it doesn't matter if it was gonna happen or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it apparently, sound like the it door was. wasn't kicked open. Yeah. It was just open itself which wow. is like
2: i don't know it's weird to believe whatever it is because it sounds like it didn't actually happen i don't know but
0: it's a very either weird... way it's my thing is if the thing with larry didn't happen it's a very bizarre thing to make yeah it. it's weird
1: yeah they were yeah. saying that he got hit and his teeth got messed up and he had to go to the vet and yeah I don't know if it was but then there's like
2: the next day everyone's like oh it didn't happen so I'm like
1: why would you even say that but it, it, I mean, the way it's going, you know, they. I guess it was while we we're on dynamite. I guess I forgot to write it down. They showed a video, uh, that has to do with the elite. You know, was showing all these photos and yeah. them disappearing from them. But clearly, it's a tease for them to come back. Um, nothing on Punk, though. He is injured, but it seems like Punk. Well, like we said last week, I think he uh will get bought out of his contract or
0: something. Yeah, and then there's even I was just gonna I don't know if this is where Jeremy was about to go with it, but there's even even other layers of this where if he didn't want to get his contract bought out, apparently there's other reports all over the place. I can't even cite one specific one where Jericho (laughs) and among others said that they're not willing to work with him even if he does come back. So the whole thing Yeah Jericho's not Yeah, they voted him out. He's, like, voted off the island even if he wanted to come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say yeah, this. The, main, I,
2: the only thing I was going to say. No, you go, you go ahead, sorry, Jeremy. last thing I was going to say. You go ahead, Jeremy. Um, is that, uh, like, I don't know. It's kind of like a sad ending because Punk was, like, one of my favorite, like, ever, like, when I was growing up, too. And so it's, like, you believe in, like, whatever he's saying before then because in WD and he's, like, being held down. And then his return, which was, like, one of the best returns, I think, ever for a wrestling uh, wrestler. Um, Yeah, it was just, like, a weird ending now because you're like, oh. I mean, he was a great wrestler. He still is. But then, like, you know, the rest of it, I don't even know how to even, like, talk about then.
0: Now, let me hit you with a little bit of a different perspective. And I, I was feeling very much like you. I was like, this sucks. What a waste. And I agree and I mean, I still think to a huge degree the whole thing was a huge waste. But, and I can't take credit for this. This is from Brian Last. I don't know if you guys heard this, but he was <laughs> he was talking about it, and he was telling Jim uh, Cornette on his show. He said, "If you think about it, he came into Chicago on the did the first dance with the same arena where Michael Jordan did the last dance. He comes in." He's the biggest return of wrestling of all time. Basically, he has a perfect year of wrestling. Like, every single match that he had, for the most part, was, like, pretty fucking good. Even the ones where he got hurt during them. And then, yeah. on his last night, a year later, in the same arena, he told off <laughs> a bunch of dudes and basically told about all to go, Fuck themselves, that rolled out. <laughs> like that's the most CM Punk thing that you could possibly do. You know, like <laughs> it is like if you think about it from that perspective, it is like it's it's kind of funny. That I don't is know. true. Yeah, yeah. But it does suck. It just the only reason I'm saying that is basically to ease the blow of the fact that we were supposed to get all these good fantasy matches that we dreamed about for years: Kenny Omega and CM Punk. Any interaction between those guys, because that was the thing. The Bullet Club and, like, all that stuff got big after Punk was gone. So it was this weird era of, like, the what if. Like, wouldn't this be cool if Punk came back and what if Punk was in the Bullet Club? That was, like, a thing for a while. They even asked him, and he was, like, kind of laughed it off. But, you know, this is kind of where we're at now. So it sucks, but, I mean, he came in. He made an impact. (laughs) did his cm punk thing. yeah he main evented everything basically yeah and then at the end told a bunch of dudes that he didn't like that he thought they were a bunch of like idiots basically and then rolled out like, <laughs> like it's like yeah that is a very punk thing to do. <laughs> it's like it, it almost like makes too good of sense it like it's like oh of course this yeah. is like how it would go you know like <laughs> are you
1: guys watching roll sorry
0: I am, and I'm looking at. Do you Rollins's know anything hair. about Seth Rollins? Yeah, his hair is yeah. blonde.
1: His hair is blonde again, ish, half. Uh, I did see that you know Triple H, you know, probably still hates Punk, but you know, <laughs> uh, might not be as not open to bringing him back. But okay, but here's
0: if we're. This is the last thing that we'll spend on this, and then I'll shut up and move on from it. If we're fantasy booking a WWE thing, why can't it be a re- realistic? You got all these guys who come in—Goldberg and uh, Lesnar, and even other guys that have come back that were way older. How come it's totally unfeasible that Triple H and Punk couldn't have a conversation? Because look, I love seeing Punk, but I genuinely think if Punk <laughs> isn't the top guy, then he's not going to be happy. Right? Okay. So just hear me out. If I'm Triple H and I know I'm like sounding like that that NFL fans that's like, you know what you need to do right now, but like just hear me (laughs) out. You call you call CM Punk and you say, Look, you wanna be the top guy like all the time. I can't do that for you. It's just not realistic. However, I can give you the Brock schedule where when you do come in for two months You're an attraction. You are the top guy. You know what I mean? Like no matter I just can't do that. All the time, like you would want. So, and also, then he wouldn't get hurt all the time because, like, I feel like the schedule, his body. I just don't think it's that unrealistic to say, like, we'll give you the Brock. Tony, one thing he
1: ain't going to Saudi
0: Arabia. He ain't well, going
1: there, knowing his uh, his stuff, his views. Um, I don't know, dude. We just have to wait and see. But it's not looking good if you're a CM Punk fan. Let's just say that. <laughs> um. Let's like move forward.
0: All right. Anyway, that was probably my last time <laughs> doing that.
1: <laughs> I mean, Main event was John Moxley versus Penta for the AW Championship. Winner was John Moxley. First off, what do you guys think of the match? I don't know if these two have ever faced one on one. Yeah, I don't. I mean,
2: I don't remember if they did, but it was pretty good. I always like Penta and like the Lucha Pro style, anyways. And John Moxley is one of my favorites too. So he didn't bleed in this match, did he? I can't remember. I don't think he did. <laughs> so I'm like, it all blends together for me whenever he does. I mean, he
0: usually does. Um, but
2: a-
1: afterwards, yeah. though, the firm attacked uh, after MJF had specifically told them not to. MJF comes out and tells them to, you know, stop beating on Moxley. He fires them. He fires them, and the firm turns on MJF and attacks him. Uh, w. Morrissey power bombs MJF through a table. So that firm with MJF was very short lived. I guess it'll still be a group I'm on glad. their own, just without, just without MJF. Yeah. So.
2: And they well. see that AEW might want him to be a face, and MJF doesn't want to be a face. I mean, he basically is, but. Yeah. He kind of does that thing, like the the heel thing, where he's like, call himself the devil, and you know, you cheer him because he's bad.
0: Well. Yeah, I mean, that's the stone. I mean, also Tony... I think all these people waited for when people say, oh, so-and-so is going to be the next Stone Cold. It's usually a guy in jeans and has an attitude, right? Like people will be like, oh, Dean Ambrose is the next, you know, what Stone Cold or like John Boxley or, you know, whoever else walked with it." I think, though, it's not the look. It's where you're a bad guy, but you're so bad that you're cool. I mean that's basically what happened with Stone Cold. It's yeah. he he was giving all your, all the good guy wrestlers the finger, and like telling them to f off. And like the fans were basically like, this guy's great, like he's hilarious, you know, he's awesome. But so <laughs> then they like they like were like, I don't want. I'm gonna root for the bad guy. And I think that's MJF has that quality about him. He's nothing. He doesn't talk like Stone Cold. He doesn't look like Stone Cold. Any of that stuff. What I'm saying is it's the where you get so good at what you're doing where people can't help, but now they like you, you know, it's like, you can't make them hate yeah. you and nothing MJF could say except for some like Kanye West level stuff could probably like make it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like make anybody dislike him, you know? Yeah. And he well, wouldn't say any of that. No. I don't, like think, when, um... I don't think he would say that for obvious reasons. Yeah.
1: It's almost like when – remember when Seth Rollins was the architect and he was a bad guy and people hated him and then he, he got hurt. But when he came back, I mean, people were missing him because they knew yeah. how
0: good that character
1: was. Yeah.
0: When Triple and H – also it's
2: like the wrestling style and everything.
0: When Triple H tore his quad in 2001, he was a heel. He was tag team partners. Yeah. He was tag team partners with Stone Cold and they were doing the um, – two-man power trip, and they were super heels. They were just, like, crushing everybody. He tears his quad. He comes back. He's a huge baby face. It's because people... They still love you, even if you're, a, you know, a bad guy. Quote, unquote.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost also like like, on the opposite end, like... I've never really liked John Cena, but when he's come back to, like... Fight Roman or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, let's go. But, yeah, you know, you I, like see, I like over. to see, I like to see seen on TV. Yeah, even though like I hate,
2: I hate him. And then two months later, like, all right, go, you can go away. Yeah, now. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, you did your. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: let's go on to SmackDown though, um, and talk about this Bloodline segment. So, <laughs> the show opened up with the Brawling br- Brutes versus uh, Sami Zayn and Solo Brawling Brutes uh, ended up winning the match, and there's an argument, basically, between Sammy and Jay Uso, which this has kind of been going on for a long time. An argument, my dogs. And, uh, yeet. And, um, during the arguing, you hear Roman's music play, and Roman comes out and, you know, basically tells them to set things straight with one another, um, and Jay Uso basically ends up saying, you know, he doesn't care what Roman says. And Saving Zane says, you know, Jay Roman Jay hasn't been himself lately. He doesn't mean that. He just hasn't been very usy. <laughs> and I don't know if they knew he was going to say this because he kept a straight face. Jimmy Uso in the back starts laughing or trying to keep it together. Jay Uso starts trying to keep it together. Roman's trying to keep it together. People are hiding their faces. Uh, Roman eventually, you know, gains his composure, and he's like, "Is this true, Jay? Are you just not feeling oozy <laughs> And again, uh, everyone starts, you know, trying to keep their composure and everything. Um, and Jay and even tries the to od- turn away. The audience no- notices like right away, and they start cheering because you know it's so funny and it's it makes it fun.
0: Speaking of Roman, just showed up to Raw this it's week, like- which is rare. It's yeah. like when you watch Saturday Night Live, like the skits are funny and good, right? But every when they now, break on... character, it's great. But when they start to yeah. break character every now and then, it makes that shit so funny. It like makes it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and the best thing is, is like you can tell they're having a great time too. Like
1: yeah. they're
0: laughing, like genuinely laughing at
1: this. Dude, Sami Zayn's great. He's keeping his composure, and with yeah, this isn't the first time he's made them break character. Like he
0: said that my dogs. Oh, yeah. That's why I said that. The my dogs <laughs> the first time he said it and he was uh, I just saw a video of the, uh, posted it today on our Instagram it was him dancing at a house show and he's like going hard to oh yeah, yeah and then he like yeah. look he like looks at the ramp and he goes that's right my dogs that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also tells Jay you know if you don't you know get it together. I'm going to take that honorary off of uh, Sammy's shirt. He's like, we're going to change his name to Sammy Uso. <laughs> and Sammy's like, I'm down with that. Um, so I was reading that this was only supposed to be a couple weeks, and it became so over, they're going with it. Like, Kevin Owens was supposed to, like, have a push and be with Sami Zayn, I guess, at some point, maybe against, like, the Usos or something. But that Kevin Owens push has been put on pause because this is such a... Yeah. I mean, they can still thing. do that though later. Yeah, yeah. It's just it. It's kind of like the RK bro thing that wasn't supposed to go long, and it it ended up going. Roman wasn't supposed to be champion this long. It wasn't the original yeah. plan, but his tribal chief, head of the table character, um, just became so
0: big. All right, think, now let, let me, me hit you with him. some knowledge I mean, here. Sometimes... I'm going to th- throw you back some back in the back in the old days. Now. What you do is, Triple H is what he's doing, is is he's pivoting, and you, Vince would do this too. Pivot? You know, you take pivot. something, pivot. Uh, <laughs> dude, watch Friends, bro. It's so funny, bro. There's this one episode, bro, where they say pivot. Dude, I swear you'll love it, bro. It's a great meme. I me, my saw it. Was... <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> but, uh... but so Triple H is uh, calling an audible you know he sees something's working and he's going with it because that's what the, the fans want and he can tell now there's things in the past that uh, I don't know why this is the first one that's coming to mind because there's definitely other examples but uh, when uh, Brian Pillman and Stone Cold Steve Austin at that time he was stunning Steve Austin they were a tag team in uh, WCW called the Hollywood Blondes WCW. And they were yeah they were just thrown together they weren't supposed to be a thing, and then they, but they started getting really over. Well, they weren't meant to get over, and the next thing you know, the creative just split them up, and then they were super mad. Like, hey, what the hell? Like, you put us Daniel together. Daniel Bryan and... wasn't supposed to get over, right? And so yeah. I think that I think the best promote promoters, bookers, the yeah, creative, whatever you name they want to go by, um, I think they're the ones that can call stuff on the fly and just because the storyline well we're doing this next so it just is what it is like sometimes they just like let it be what it is people like it it's fun I enjoy that type of stuff like right now the show is really fun Raw and Smackdown have been pretty good man it's like weird to say
1: (laughs) I was gonna say I can't remember like in recent years when you're like I actually enjoy watching the like like, even when AEW started, you are like, ah, I'll watch the highlights for WWE and I'll just watch, like, the Well, AW.
0: I almost became, like, at one point, you know, I was always a WWE, but then I would, you know, order the TNA Wrestling weekly pay-per-views or their pay-per-views or I would get on YouTube and, but, you know, WWE would be my main accessible wrestling source. Besides, like, I'm a big DVD collector, so I watch a bunch of old stuff. Uh, but uh, but then at one point I guess right before the pandemic during the pandemic it became I really just watched AEW and then I would just catch the highlights of WWE I would kind of do the the flip well you know what that's I do got to say when we were kids we were I would definitely say that when we were really little we were more WCW kids but that's the only other time I would say that WWE was a second to something. But, yeah, now I'm, like, slowly coming back around where I'm like, man, I'm watching more WWE and looking forward more to that wrestling show.
1: Right now, I I prefer WWE over AEW. That's just me. Week to week?
0: Week to week for television shows, I prefer WWE. I still think I like AEW's pay-per-views better because – I'm not saying these guys don't. I just think – they just literally put their life on the line in AEW, so it's like hard not yeah. to, like appreciate how crazy like what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's funny
2: because in this past year, especially since we started doing this, I've watched so much more indie wrestling, and so like I've I'm like watching like YouTube clips of like you know Defy Wrestling or whatever the other promotions, and so it's just a different like I like the W style for what it is, and then but I also like. You know, AEW, and then also the indies, which is just like... So to me, it's like, I I can watch wrestling every day of the week and just have a different show to watch.
0: Well, there's so much... And that's the thing. There's so much different types of wrestling, and I don't think that's what people understand. Even down to the stuff that I can't stand, you know, the deathmatch stuff. Like, if you're into that, it's out there for you. (laughs) There's a kind of
1: wrestling for everyone.
0: And I did just want to say quickly before we move on to the rest of the show, while it's on my brain, because Jeremy brought up indie wrestling... Hey, congratulations to our friend and, uh, you know, our brethren, our uh, buddy of the show, Bro Keller. He is going to be uh, in a tag match, and he's going up against Eddie Kingston on Dark, so I would really love And uh, Ortiz. Yeah. And Ortiz. So he has even told me in person that he wants to come back on, so I would love to have him back on maybe in a few months, and we can... Ask him. We can talk about his
1: WWE experience and AEW experience. Well, I
0: I think it would be you know uh, people seem to like Bro and we love Bro. I think it would be fun to do one of those things where he comes on you know once every like once a year once every six months and we kind of catch up and be like dude like what's going on with your career like where have you traveled to who have you worked with you know because I I really want I'm really rooting for him I would love to see him get a contract and i'll be so happy for him and just to know that you know we got to talk to him and ask him questions like he was a cool guy yeah Oh hey, yeah um well let's move forward a little bit
1: um yes, sir. well while that was while you were talking and stuff me and jeremy noticed that on the tv bray wyatt's going to be doing something at crown jewel we don't know what it is it just said bray Wyatt's going to be there so that's uh something new that they've added um. So on SmackDown, Liv Morgan ended up blind blindsiding Sonya Deville backstage. Um, it's just going more into her kind of crazy character that she's uh, turning into. It's almost like Nikki Cross ish, like old Nikki. I don't know what it yeah. is. Nikki, Something like the Joker. Yeah. So. hopefully she doesn't go like Sting Joker, but uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was not good. ronda rousey uh issued an open challenge this week and we had the return of emma uh who was released in 2017 and has been uh in roh i think she's done some stuff with impact she's been everywhere as Tennille dashwood right
2: yeah Yeah. that's her real name i
1: think um but it looks like she's back you know she used to be in nxt Uh, i'm sure triple h you know one triple h's girls and uh reached out to her at some point to come back uh had a solid match with Ronda Rousey, but you know Ronda was the champ, so she ended up uh, going over. Shortly after, we had Shayna Baszler congratulating Ronda backstage, and Natalia um, comes up to Ronda and says that the only reason why she's still champ is because Natalia isn't the one that answered the open challenge. Shayna Baszler ends up uh, choking out Natalia from behind, so uh, it looks like we'll get a little Ronda Baszler, you know duo moving moving forward um i mean pretty cool which is yeah it's cool i kind of would like them i mean i would love one day if ronda keeps the title for a little yeah, they while face each other and drops it to her friend shayna but yeah that'd be cool i loved shayna's still my favorite women's champion in uh and like nxt yeah, nxt champion nxt champion yeah um and then the main segment of SmackDown was Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's coming out there. Uh,
2: I think I do his, like his entrance now, like his music and
1: everything. Yeah. yeah. I like it now. It's growing on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he comes out there, and I guess the segment they said he was going to address his inner demons or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of in promo. Bray Wyatt's kind of cryptic all the time, so like, it's hard to remember exactly, like what he said (laughs) yeah what he said i can't ever tell though with this character if he's addressing us or like one of his personalities or whatever it is he does
2: say a lot now like get used to like this this is me yeah like instead of like he does like he even said like i don't not hide behind a mask or anything yeah
1: well speaking of mask his uh segment was interrupted and we see uncle howdy who we see is a person wearing a mask now there's speculation that uncle under the mask is Bo Dallas.
0: I saw the cross yeah, it earring. Looks like Bray Wyatt.
1: It's the cross earring. That's why people yeah. are thinking it's Bo Dallas. But, but Bo Dallas also looks like Bo Bray Wyatt. Used... This is true yeah. too. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's why people are people are speculating. I mean, dude, it'd be cool like to have. Bo Dallas was really over in NXT, and it'd be and cool you know who loved Bo Dallas? I mean, I... Triple H. Triple H. Um, it'd be cool to see though Bo Dallas be a part of this Wyatt group. You know he was in such a jobber. I want to say jobber group.
0: Basically, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. It was. But I forget. I, mean... I even forget what they were called,
0: man. It was hard. Um,
1: and then towards the towards the end, he had the, the group outcast. With it was like the, Curtis the outcast or
0: something like that. The It was outcast.
1: Yeah. But then afterwards, it w- it was the B team. But the B-team was yeah. like his last group. if they were
0: over for like a minute. Yeah. You know Can you imagine I mean? Vince is like, you guys are all going to be in a group called the B-team. Because you're the one nobody cares about. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. so, so, I mean, I, th- I think it would if you're going to have different people in your group, like actual different wrestlers, why wouldn't you bring back Poe Dallas? Now get out. Yeah. My Vince secretary's was. coming um, in but that wraps up SmackDown
0: (laughs) um, Send up the paralegal
1: next to (laughs) the bloodline stuff to me the Bray Wyatt stuff is just as like well put together and well booked um, week to week we're getting bits and pieces and until it's a full picture you know I don't see this going on forever this way but eventually I'm uh, not
2: even mad that it's the main event and he's like a
1: promo I think two weeks in a row it's been yeah, that's how good he is. Yeah. Well, um, let's – I almost I almost didn't write anything down for Rampage this week, guys. Um, I had to
0: write down the first one that you wrote down. Yeah. Because um, stri- I, I almost <laughs> forgot about it. Dude, I forget, I forget I Rampage is a show sometimes. Good lord. Well, I know.
1: This week, uh, you had Keith Lee basically have, like, the quickest match in history, I think, um, on AEW. And there's a video that – or a claim po- comes out. They say they're not doing a rap. Uh, Swerve Strickland shows up on the shows up on the screen, and something weirds going on with Billy Gunn. He's like tied up, but like there's so many memes came out of it.
2: Um, uh, hold on, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at AWS YouTube channel. And what they posted for like the title that they posted for this clip is called "Will Daddy Ass Ever Scissor Again After He Was Abducted?" <laughs> oh it was like a baby. Heidenreich
1: Reich like. Scene. That, I don't want. Sorry, I don't want. Oh, we man. could cut out that word. You could cut. It was like a Heidenreich right backstage scene. Just
0: put in um, like a just put in like a bleep noise, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> it was weird. There's pictures. There's like stills of Swerve up against Billy from behind, and like people are making memes now. Yeah. Like, like
0: uh, will Daddy Ass ever scissor again? <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. Um. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, I don't know. That it, was it, it for Rampage. <laughs> I mean, I think the, I think the whole – it seems like, though, like, basically, Swerve is doing tactics Keith Lee doesn't agree with, and they'll probably split soon. And yeah. it'll probably happen after they lose to the Acclaim, I would think. Um, And finally, Matt Taven, if you care, made his <laughs> debut on, on AW against Wardlow. Um, I don't know. Hail Somet- Taven. Sometimes the matches are predictable <laughs> on like the winner. So it's like, yeah, less invested. I mean, who would think that Wardlow would lose? Like, so he ended up power bombing Matt Taven a bunch of times and ended up retaining his TNT championship. And then Brian Cage and people came out and fought off Samoa Joe and Wardlow and, uh, feel like there was a third guy. I don't fucking know. Maybe not. But they held up the titles. Like, Brian Cage is going to go after Samojo. And
0: then, um... Yeah, I don't... It's not memorable, oh.
1: man. I'm sorry.
0: I don't know why, but for some reason, whenever... I, it's because of the dark side of the ring. Anytime someone brings up Brian Cage... And in the end, what he said was nice. But, like, he's always like... He's like, you know... Uh... Canyon came up to me and he said Hey kid I just want you to know I'm gay and I said Dang in my head I said Canyon's gay That sucks And then I realized <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> Could have taken that's that any, part out when he was telling the story <laughs> Anytime I think of Brian Cage That's, the, that's what I think of. That sucks <laughs>
1: Um, Well, that wrapped up Rampage, but I wanted to end this week's uh, shows with Crown Jewel predictions. I wanted to hear from you guys what you think. So me and Jeremy, before Tim got on here, uh, we're looking at the matches, and it doesn't feel like a regular Crown Jewel pay-per-view. It actually feels like kind of a solid WWE pay-per-view. Like, for all I know, this could almost be like a SummerSlam or or something like that in a way. Like, it could be, yeah. Um, so, it hasn't been announced yet, but it, it, it's a possibility um, based on how things have been going. Seth Rollins versus Elias versus Mustafa Ali versus Matt Riddle for the United States Championship. If that were to happen, I mean, I'm saying Seth retains, but...
2: I mean, obviously Elias, right? Right. Because <laughs> WWE stands for... Yeah. <laughs> How about you, uh, Yeah, Yeah, Seth Rollins.
0: Uh, Seth Rollins. 100%. Alright, we,
1: uh, we got the OC versus the Judgment Day.
2: This is a kind of a tough one.
1: I'm going with I, feel like... I want OC to win, so I'm just going to go with OC. Yeah.
2: I'm going to go with Judgment Day, because I feel like it's going to go multiple pay-per-views.
0: Yeah, Judgment Day, I think it's going to go longer. I think they're going to keep building Dominique as a heel.
1: Even though Carl Anderson and Luke Allis just came back, you think they're going to end up losing? And Carl just lost to Finn Balor.
0: Uh, well, if you point. tell him, <laughs> if you tell him, hey, we'll on Raw for the next three weeks, you're going to beat the hell out of him every night.
1: Yeah. And AJ lost to Dominic Mysterio the week before. Come on. <laughs> uh,
2: this is w- well, this is Triple H booking now, so I don't know. All right. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Uh I mean Brock. There's no title. Yeah. Yeah. So Brock. why would he? Lose? Whoever the
1: prince wants to win. Brock's not. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: All right. Braun Strowman versus Omos. I don't care about this match at all. I hate this kind of thing. But
2: I mean Braun Strowman because he returned. I guess. I'm yeah. not
0: finished with you.
2: <laughs> Braun Strowman also does not have the same impact as he did like when he was like like red hot before. No.
0: No. So he comes me. out
2: and
1: everyone's like. Who do you got? Only little kids like Braun Strowman, in my mind.
0: (laughs) I just, I distinctly when Braun when Braun first came out, like God, so long ago now, we would laugh so hard. Yeah, because oh yeah, he was like killing people and like there's an old clip of him like throwing Roman Reigns from a stretcher like off of a like a like in a parking. I'm not finished with you. Yeah, then he. even after he does that no wait what he does is he's he like beats at roman up they put him in the ambulance and then like he's like going away to the hospital and then like the door swings open he's like i'm not finished with you and then he like <laughs> takes him back out and starts like and dude we were literally crying from laughing so hard what do what do, what do we like threw him off the edge of the the fucking <laughs> parking
2: garage but you know what the funniest part of that is it's like the crowd was cheering him the entire time because oh, that's yeah. when everyone hated
1: roman
0: yeah,
1: oh yeah. Uh there was just a commercial that was showing Uncle Howdy and it said who is Uncle Howdy and then said SmackDown. So maybe we find out this coming Friday who Uncle Howdy is. Probably not though. Maybe just his character will find out who Another Michael Cryptic Howdy.
2: promo. Well
1: I, I haven't seen anything on what the um the scan thing the barcode thing was. This week. Yeah. I didn't Jump! see what it was from SmackDown. Um, so Tim, who do you have? Braun Strowman or Omos?
0: Um, yeah, I Braun.
1: Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross Steel cage match.
2: I feel like Drew, because he needs a win.
1: Drew lost the strap match, so yeah. I'm going with Drew. And also he lost
2: one. a Roman before that.
1: Drew needs to win and take his title home to the Shire? The Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. Undisputed Tag Team Championship, Usos. I mean, yeah, the
0: Usos. Usos.
1: Bailey versus Bianca Belair, last women's standing match. This
2: is probably the only one I could see a change in titles, but I'm still going uh, Belair
1: because Bailey lost the latter match at Extreme Rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is. I'm going one. Bailey. I'm going Bailey too.
1: Ding dong. Um, and then finally Roman Reigns Versus Logan Paul Logan Paul Logan Paul <laughs> is
0: <laughs> Defeating Roman Reigns and breaking The streak Breaking the the, the Internet is what he would do Yeah
2: uh, you, remember when, Roman.
0: <laughs> you remember when Roman was God's champion I like to like throw that out there every now and then As a He still a, is yeah, but do you remember when uh, Finn Balor was the demon and then the rope broke uh, and Roman looked up talk to God? That.
1: We don't talk about that. We don't talk about
0: that. Yeah.
2: I like to, so God is a heel.
0: I like, to, I like to just bring that up every now and then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Logan's brother, Jake Paul, beat Anderson Silva this weekend in boxing.
0: Crazy.
2: Yeah, he made a retired MMA fighter. I mean, yeah, he
0: beat the hell out of a sixty-year-old man in a boxing match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But that wraps up the show. Next week, we will talk about. We'll actually cover Crown Jewel, um, and what you know is leading up to it. But Tim, take us out with your um, match, pay per view
0: of the week that you do. Classic show of the week is brought to you by (laughs) Brian Alvarez, Figure Four Online. (laughs) Um Hi, <laughs> uh, this is uh Dave Meltzer here. Um <laughs> Uh let me see what do we got. So classic doing show video now. They are, I see yeah. I see Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave's on video now. And now you can see Brian's expression when Dave uh interrupts him. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. So, Classic Show of the Week is In Your House, 16, Canadian Stampede. Now, if you're a day one listener, you might have heard me talk about this show before. But the reason alone, while we are talking about this match, is uh, the main event, which is the Hart Foundation. Hart Foundation being Bret Hart, Brian Pillman, the British Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, and Owen Hart, up against Ken Shamrock, Goldust... The Legion of Doom, Hulk and Animal, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he's not a baby face yet. He's still he's still on the edge. And they're in Canada, so he's very much a heel. The reason why I picked this show is during the main event, uh, when you're watching your homework this week, uh, when you go to watch this main event, the cameras are literally shaking because of how insane the fans are going in the building. The fans are going so hard... At the rafters in the whole building are shaking, and you can see it during the match. And it's it really just adds to the intensity of the atmosphere. So, uh, really fun old school wrestling match, especially you know, there's a lot of people out there that like kind of the new generation heart people. Well, go back and watch some of the uh, the original guys Brett Pillman Bulldog for Stew. And make sure that you go back and you watch this pay per view for Stu stretch him out. Show everybody why Canadian Stampede is one of the best pay-per-views of all time. All right, and thank you so much for joining us for episode 58. Follow my Funko Pops, you guys. Oh, and Andy still collects Funko Pops at the 410 Fan Bro. He post still does that. Post a new pick today. <laughs> On Instagram. Give me some like Come on. get this man some social media love, all right? That's how we all value each other now. Dude, I, uh, I only like, have a couple yeah. pigs left
1: for my collection. <laughs> I only have a couple pigs left from my collection. Eventually, I'm going to stop posting because I'm going to run out of Funko Pops. All and 289
0: running. are going to be posting. He's running out of Funkos. He's going to switch over to TikTok <laughs> and start making TikTok Funko yeah. videos. <laughs> um, I think I just gave you an idea, buddy. Well, uh, <laughs> we, we love you all. Thank you all so much for being weekly listeners. And uh, we will see you next week for another episode. Have a great week. Bye-bye, everybody.